Welcome to It's Your Hormones, the podcast that delves into how your hormones affect every aspect of your life. I'm Dr. Sahar Rokhed. I've been a doctor for almost 20 years and I'm a GP who's been working with patients with hormonal issues for 10 years. Each week you'll hear from a patient of mine or someone I know with hormonal issues who will share their real life story for you to learn how hormones can affect your mood, energy, sleep and quality of life and most importantly, what you can do about it. Today I'm talking to Sophie about her hormones. We often think of hormones for menopause, but I first met Sophie when she was just 31 and not menopausal. We talk about mood, acne, bloating, and how hormone therapy can be life-changing. Her words, not mine. Let's dive in. Hi, Sophie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for coming on and agreeing to share your story. Thanks for inviting me. Happy to be here. So we've been seeing each other since 2018. Yes. And I was wondering if you could share a bit with the listeners about why you decided to come and see me in the first place. So I'd been struggling for a number of years um, with lots of symptoms, some um, emotional, uh, some physical. I'd been backwards and forwards to my GP, not had any luck um, being told it was just anxiety and that's all it was Um, and I knew in myself that it was more to it than that so I felt that was the next step for me to try and see if that was perhaps the issue Um, yeah and that's kind of how I found you really. So when I first saw you you had already seen someone hadn't you who had started some form of hormone treatment for you? Yes so I had eventually been uh, referred to an NHS specialist who'd prescribed me um, oestrogen patches at a very high dose um, and alongside that the Mirena coil so that's what I was having at the time but they'd said that was the best that I could expect and that the other symptoms that were still lingering were were just to be dealt with. So was that a gynaecologist you saw to begin with? Um, I originally saw a gynaecologist and then I got referred on to um, a hormone clinic, NHS hormone clinic. So why don't we talk a bit about the symptoms you were experiencing before you went to the, the NHS hormone clinic? Like what was going on for you exactly? So I was having a lot of um, debilitating anxiety, fatigue. I was feeling very confused uh, and indecisive. I'd kind of changed personality in that um, I'd sort of become quite isolated where I'm naturally a sociable person. I'm naturally an active person and I didn't really have any energy to do anything. And as well as quite a lot of physical symptoms like stomach aches, which I'd tried multiple kind of diets to try and address and hadn't had any success so a kind of a process of elimination led me to think perhaps it was hormones. So when you went to the hormone clinic they thought it was kind of related to your cycle did they and and a hormone imbalance there? Yeah they said that it would be oestrogen um I felt perhaps it was progesterone, but they said, no, that that would make it much worse. So what made you think it was progesterone? Basically, I'd done a lot of research to get to that point in the first place. Um, Because I'd been seeing my GP a lot and just being really dismissed as anxious and nothing more to it, um, I did feel I'd done a lot of emotional 
um, work to try and sort of change my outlook. I had therapy and I still felt that there was something not right and kind of part of me knew that it was physical, but it was it was difficult to kind of trust that when you've got a GP saying, no, it's just anxiety. So I basically did a lot of my own research to try and find out what it could possibly be um, and what I could do to help myself. So you started the oestrogen patches and things improved? Yes, they improved slightly. Um, I think some of the, the symptoms reduced to some extent, but kind of all the symptoms remained just slightly less. Okay, so I remember you came to see me, obviously told me this story and we had a good chat around it and I suggested we did some blood tests and, um, well, I could say what I think happened from my perspective, but you you (laughs) tell me how you felt with what we did next. Um, So, yeah, we did some really thorough testing, actually, much more thorough than I expected, which was good because there were things, obviously, my research was very limited because I don't have any medical knowledge, of course. Um, It was pretty good research. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, we covered pretty much everything I could think of, as well as things which I'd kind of tried to address myself, like the possibility of food intolerances. Um, We tested for that as well. Um, Even cancers. Um, Yeah, all sorts of things. Thyroid function. And then with those results, we did decide to address your progesterone, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah, I think we actually decided that the oestrogen was very high because it was a very high dose and the progesterone was very low, but we started with the progesterone. Yeah, so from my perspective, there were a few things there going on. So the first thing is um, most GPs, gynaecologists, doctors kind of use the term progesterone and progestin, which is the synthetic stuff, sort of synonymously. So progesterone's everything is synthetic, it's bioidentical, it's body identical, it's what you make. Same word for everything. Okay. And I think that's slightly changing now. It's taken a while, you yeah. know, we saw each other in 2018, <laughs> but things are shifting a little bit. So when you went and said to the doctor, this is what I think happened because I wasn't there, I think I need progesterone. They were like, no, if I give you that synthetic pill, you're just going to feel worse. Okay. So they didn't really think about addressing or balancing your more sort of, you know, I don't often use the term natural, but like, you know, balancing your natural progesterone in the same way they did with your oestrogen. So they gave you an oestrogen patch, which mm. had the same chemical structure as the oestrogen your body makes. Oh, I see. So that was trying to balance that out a bit, but didn't give you any progesterone. Exactly, yes. Because in that Myrena coil you were given, there is a synthetic progestin, and they're like, okay, that's covering all that. We don't need to worry about any other sort of progesterone. Ah, okay. So in my experience, it's not just taking a hormone. If you take one hormone, you've got to balance it with the other hormones. And when you came in, we did do a blood test because obviously you were still making 
estrogen from your ovaries. Oh, because we haven't said how old you are. <laughs> no, we haven't. So I'm 36 now. So at the time, I was 32. Yeah, there's a hormone imbalance going on, but it's not menopause at that age. No. Of course, it could be in some people, but we did checks and that was not the case with you. So it means you've got healthy ovaries and yeah. still making hormones. So then you're taking more estrogen. And then when I did your bloods, I'm like, oh, it's pretty high yes, there. Yes, it was high, yeah. And what I thought is it was putting you in a state of oestrogen dominance. Mm. So you got tons of oestrogen in your system and no progesterone. And biologically, progesterone is really good for things like mood, sleep, hair, skin, fluid retention and bloating. And you were suffering with some of those I issues. Was, yeah. Yeah, so I thought, OK, let's maybe look at a little bit of progesterone. I think I did suggest reducing the patch, but I think you were a bit nervous. Yeah, I yeah. think I was, yeah. And you, um, rightly so, said we'll do it in stages and we'll kind of make adjustments one at a time so that we know what's going on and if something doesn't work, then we know what we're dealing with. Yeah, because also to bear in mind, you'd seen a couple of other doctors. Mm. You were feeling better than you were at the beginning and then there's someone you don't know bowling in and going, oh, take that down and change yes. this. So, like, you know, it's not always comfortable because no. you're like, I know what's going on here and I don't want to make too many changes at once. So we, we worked at that pace, right? We did, yeah. Absolutely. So when we started on the more sort of bio body identical progesterone, what sort of benefits did you feel, if you can remember? Because I know it was a little while ago now. Yes, um, I think I definitely felt calmer, less anxious, and to some extent did help with the stomach um, issues I'd been having as well. So we made a good start. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but we weren't done, right? No, no. We weren't done. And then over time, we have reduced the dose of your patch down, haven't we? We have, yes, yeah. Um, we have gone up and down a bit, haven't yeah. we, um, based on on symptoms and levels of uh, other hormones. Um, but yeah, gradually we're reducing. Yeah, so I think that... It's obviously important to go at a pace that feels comfortable. And I think on a couple of occasions, going, oh, we do want to reduce it. But it's a bit of a busy time coming up. Exactly. So yes. let's maybe wait another month or so Definitely. and then look at doing that. It yeah. can be flexible like that as well, yeah. which I think is always helpful, really. Yes. And I think we also found that for me, it took a couple more, like we'd expected sort of three to four months to sort of see the full effect um, but we found that for me it was maybe more like six months so that yeah. took some experience as well. Yeah so we could kind of give it a bit more time and and balance things and I, I'd say something that you're very good at is being in tune with your symptoms. Okay. Saying oh this has changed um, you know I've given it a few weeks or whatever I've thought oh is it stress is it diet or whatever okay. it's still not changing so you're a very good historian we say oh, in, okay. in the medical okay. terms thank you <laughs> <laughs> and that obviously makes my job easier if you're kind of monitoring things and keeping a good track of things and then okay. I can listen to what you're saying and go oh based on that I think we should do this so that's something you're really good at okay good <laughs> thank you so something I wanted to, to talk about is you you are taking antidepressants alongside what we've been doing, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. And I'm fully in support of that. I yes. don't think it's one thing or another. No. 
Um, do you mind sharing a bit about the antidepressants and when you started them? Yeah, so I've been on antidepressants actually pretty much all of my adult life, various types, on and off at different points. I think really the issue has always been hormones, but I was probably it might be a bit extreme to say wrongly diagnosed because some obviously those symptoms were anxiety um but the uh perhaps not the best way to deal with that anxiety um so at the moment I'm taking fluoxetine and yeah I've had similar to when I started taking the estrogen really um it's helped slightly but it was always the case that I didn't really feel that was addressing the issue. There was something else going on and it was very difficult to keep going to the GP and being told, take more antidepressants, take a different antidepressant, take, you know. But I kind of got to the point where I've stuck with them because they took the edge off slightly and now um, it's a case of I'd like to come off them, but... It's it's like we've said, it's a gradual process. So Yeah, definitely, especially if you've been on them a while. Mm. And I think it is all about timing, doing it at a time that feels comfortable for you at a rate that also feels comfortable. Exactly, yes. I've had experiences of coming off them before and it's been far too quick. Yeah. And I've responded badly, so then ended up going back on them when um, it might have been a different situation if I'd done it more gradually, perhaps. Yeah. And I think from the work we've done together, you definitely seem to respond better if we do things slowly. Definitely, yes. So (laughs) that's great. You know that about yourself. So it's all about sort of timing and just doing it in the right way. Yes. But I think I wanted to highlight that because I don't think there's anything wrong with taking antidepressants if you feel a benefit from them. Sure, yeah. And it's not a case of I'm doing hormones so I can't do an antidepressant or... I'm taking HRT, so I don't need an antidepressant because I think it's a case of knowing what's going on and different symptoms caused by different things, really. So I think the two can definitely coexist. Yes, and again, I think it would be a a trial to see. It may be that I am always better with both. Um, It would be a case of of trying and seeing what happened, I think, for me. Um, But, yeah, I fully accept that that could be just how I'm better by having both and I do initiate them in some people who come to see me with a hormone issue and we maybe look at the hormones try and balance things and things are maybe like I don't know maybe 60% better okay and we're like okay maybe we need to look at adding an antidepressant in or anti-anxiety medication if that feels comfortable for the person in front of me right yes so definitely the two things can coexist okay yeah great so In addition to sort of the mood issues we talked about, you also had some acne when I saw you and and bloating was a big issue for you as well. Yes. So as you mentioned earlier, we did some food intolerance testing and things like that. And then just based on your symptoms, I did suggest a SIBO test. Mm, Yes, exactly. And we found out it was positive. It was, yeah, (laughs) it was. So that was, I think, in 2019. Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah. So we we went ahead and treated it, didn't we? We did, yeah. How did you find that treatment? Actually, it was it was fine. Um, 
I'd read sort of lots of different things online with mixed results. You know, it was really just a case of taking the tablets and um, we did one kind of uh, round and then we found that actually I still had some of the symptoms, so we did another one and that then seemed to have cleared it up. So, no, it was really not as big a deal as I'd thought it would be at all. So we did, like, it was two courses of antibiotics. It was, yeah. And then we did some supplements after to try and, like, rebalance the gut as well. Yes. How would you say your sort of bloating and gut symptoms are now? So different. Um, and it's the kind of thing I didn't fully... I, I knew I was... Um, struggling with but I didn't fully realise until I felt better how um, kind of intrusive it had been. Um, I like to be active, I like to do a lot of fitness but it was really getting in the way of of everyday life. Um, A lot of pain, yeah, just very um, difficult and then suddenly when that's gone you realise you've got so much more energy and you feel completely different. And um, I think my initial thoughts were that the the bloating could be due to the progesterone being low and maybe the high oestrogen which can happen but then as that kind of improved other things are improving but not the bloating so then we actually looked at the gut a bit more so that was kind of my thought process behind it. Yes absolutely yeah and I think perhaps the very high oestrogen when I first saw you was contributing to the fluid retention overall but um, yeah the the SIBO was a big factor for me. Yeah definitely so for those who don't know um, the SIBO stands for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth so we get too much bacteria in sort of the small intestine and then that really can affect things like bloating, energy and mood as well. Um, and there's lots of different causes. So, uh, but it's sort of the, it's the sort of thing that happens over a period of time rather than you've just done one thing that's caused it per se. And it's actually quite common. It's just not many people know about it. Um, how did you find the acne improved? So that initially started from I think when we reduced the uh, oestrogen and we added some testosterone and I think something wasn't right for me I'd always had very perfect skin which I'd taken for granted my whole life and then suddenly it flared up out of nowhere Um, so that was a real shock that was difficult to deal with Um, but since we've now kind of balanced that out with the progesterone that's so much better now yeah it's it's still slightly an issue, but nothing at all like it was. Yeah, so that's great. And yeah. I think it's partly hormonal. Probably the gut wasn't helping either. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and the two together kind of have improved it overall. Exactly, yeah. So you're definitely someone who invests in your health because you've spent a lot of money. I have. It is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> on on bloods, the testing, the gut health testing, the iron infusion, the cost of hormones, the cost of antibiotics and things, supplements. Yeah. So what value do you feel that you get from this? Honestly, I think it's priceless. Um, it is expensive. Um, I don't. I don't have a high-paid job um, and I'm not insured, but the difference it's made to my life is the cost seems, you know, small in relation to the to what I've gained from it. And can you maybe explain sort of how things are different today to how they were maybe four or five years ago for you? Um, it's been actually completely life-changing. I have 
a long-term job now, which I really struggled with before. I couldn't make life decisions for myself because I was so confused and feeling so unwell. I have new friends. I've got. Um, I've recently bought a new flat. I've got a new relationship. Yeah, I can sort of set myself goals and follow through with those goals and actually do things that I'm enjoying and kind of make the most out of my life. I've got to say, from the first time I met you and then meeting you over the years and then seeing you, last time I saw you I think it was April and then yes. seeing you today, uh, the difference is like night and day. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you that before. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I remember you coming in and being quite nervous and timid and mm-hmm. like the answers, like, I'd probably say like small. I don't mean like physically okay. that you've changed, but like your energy was quite sort of small yes. and like, like sort of, you know, kind of like protective of yourself. Okay. And then over the years, you know, I see you're more confident. You tell me, you know, I always ask what you've been up to and you tell me, oh, I've got a new job. I'm doing this. I'm going here. And like, you know, even though like big <laughs> smile on your face, there, there was no big smile for like no, the first year no, or no. so. No, there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like really, you know, lovely to see that. And that was one of the reasons I asked you to come on the podcast as well because it's just such a big change and obviously I only see you maybe a couple of times a year now exactly yes and then every time I see you've done something new or you've been somewhere and it's really really nice really rewarding to see that sort of difference over the time and I guess sometimes people aren't aware of it for themselves no so gradual yeah and it's only when you reflect on it you're like actually there's been quite big changes yeah we've come a long way yeah Yeah. and uh you know, I'm happy to support you in whatever happens next for you also. Thank you. I think that's been a major, major thing for me, um, feeling that there's somebody who understands how I'm feeling, what I'm going through um, and who I can sort of talk to about these things and get, uh, you know, OK, well, let's look at this or let's consider this um, has, yeah, really made a massive difference. And I'm so grateful for all the help you've given me. You're more than welcome. Thank you, Sophie, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Sophie came to see me four years ago and really she was a completely different person to the woman who was sat in front of me today. She came to see me due to low mood primarily and she was put on hormones by a different doctor but only oestrogen and it was not balanced with the body identical progesterone. This is really common in conventional practice, as progesterone is only really thought of as something you need to protect the womb. However, good levels of body or bio-identical progesterone really do have a huge impact on things like mood, sleep, hair, skin, fluid retention and bloating, a lot of which Sophie did suffer with and didn't really improve with oestrogen alone. In fact, in her situation, it kind of caused an oestrogen dominance situation, which means you've got a lot of oestrogen and it can actually make you feel a bit more inflamed or aggravate your moods or skin and bloating further. We rectified the hormone issue, but then we also started to look at other things such as iron and then other things like food intolerances. And eventually we found SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which we treated and as a result, nearly all her gut symptoms have resolved. And I definitely think some of her acne was also coming from the gut, not just from the hormone imbalance. And this is actually really common. I also wanted to highlight the fact that Sophie was taking antidepressants and she was really brave in talking so openly about this. 
There is no shame in taking antidepressants and you can take hormones alongside antidepressants. And depression and low mood can have multiple causes, so sometimes we need to look at it in multiple ways to address this. Sometimes this can mean hormones plus nutrition, lifestyle changes, managing stress, and also antidepressants play a role. They would not be so widely used if they did not have beneficial effect. As Sophie said, for her, hormone treatment has been life-changing, and it's a real honor to help young women balance their hormones so they can actually feel great in the prime of their life, which Sophie is in. I hope you found this episode helpful and feel free to share it with people in a similar situation if you think it will benefit them. The two key takeaways I wanted to highlight myself is, it's not always about estrogen. Other hormones, especially progesterone for younger women are as important. And it's also not just about looking at hormones. It's also about looking at the person in a holistic way, not just plowing them full of more and more hormones, but looking at what else could be causing the symptoms and addressing the root cause. Thanks for tuning in this week to It's Your Hormones. Join me again next week to hear more real-life stories about how hormones can affect you and what you can do about it. See you next week. Music